Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello, everyone. I'm Kelsey Nixon, and this is Kitchen Prescription, the podcast you listen to when you don't know what to make for dinner. So glad you guys are here this week, and you may notice I am starting to lose my voice, so I might keep this podcast episode a little shorter than usual, but I am committed to coming to you every week, giving you some simple ideas for making dinner a little easier, and so we're going to do it. We're going to get through it. I feel like I'm kind of falling back into somewhat of a regular routine around here after spring break, and I am loving it. I am here for it. We had a wonderful Easter weekend where we did a really casual Easter Sunday, maybe the most casual Easter Sunday we've ever done, where we did a picnic. So we went to church in the morning, and we kind of had a a lazy afternoon, and then we met friends um, in, you know, the four o'clock in the park, and it was so casual and I loved it so basically everyone was in charge of bringing their own sandwiches and then we each brought a few salads and then on top of that I wanted to do some sort of hybrid birthday party for Penny because even though we celebrated her as our family on Monday of last week I liked the idea of being surrounded by kids and singing her happy birthday and so I thought ah we'll we'll do a a little bit of a, a thrown together birthday party for Penny And it was all just so happy. And the reason I bring this up is because I just think it's funny how we evolve as we get older. And I shouldn't be surprised by this. This is something you hear. But to actually be living it and experiencing it is a totally different thing. But I was joking with friends that at Ollie's first birthday, I actually printed physical invitations put them in the mail with stamps on them and sent them to people. That is how intense I was about his birthday. And to make it even more elaborate, he was he was born really early, so he's this teeny tiny guy. And so of course I had a theme for the party. And the theme was the big things come in small packages. So I had gotten these envelopes and made these teeny tiny invitations to go with the party's theme. 
why am I telling you this? Because I clearly went above and beyond to have this elaborate birthday party for my young child. And by the third kid, I'm like, ah, I guess we'll have a birthday party for her on Easter as well. It's just funny. And the thing that's so important that I want to point out is that honestly, we made just as many happy memories at this thrown together birthday party that probably shouldn't even be classified as a birthday party as we did at the elaborate one. And I just, I mean, there was no invitations. It was a casual text exchange with some friends where I said, hey, do you mind if I layer on a birthday party to an already existing celebration? We did an Easter egg hunt on the baseball field. And honestly, we just made so many great memories. And Penny was delighted. She ran around like a two-year-old should, like unhinged, like she had so much fun. So I'm just grateful to have walked away from that, having like a little bit more clarity on what's important. And it was just a great experience for me as someone who is type A and who likes, I love to throw a big party, like love it. But I just felt like it was a learning moment for me as a mother and for someone who likes to host and entertain that it just doesn't need to be fancy and not everyone needs to go home with a gift bag in order for it to be considered a success. So consider this me giving you full permission to simplify even the things you know you'd enjoy being a little extra at recognize that there are chapters of life when you need to pare things down. That is what I have had to do in this chapter of life, and I am learning and growing, and this was a perfect example of that as we had just the nicest time this weekend. So after we got past Easter and Penny turning two and celebrating her, I have been working this week on something that I'm really excited about, and I want to share it with you guys. I know lots of you who listen to the podcast are members of Recipe Club, and what Recipe Club is this recipe resource that I have where you get five new recipes each month that are voted on by the club members so that I am creating the recipes that you want and need. And there's this exclusive site for them and you get a video walking you through every recipe in addition to all sorts of recipe resources. My goal really is to make the recipes as doable and easy as possible. And these are recipes that are intended for weeknight cooking. So whether you are cooking for you and a partner or you and a young family or you and a household full of teenagers, these are very doable recipes. And I launched Recipe Club at the beginning of 2022. And when you sign up, you get access to all of the recipes in 2022. So if you were to sign up today, you would get all of the recipes from January till April and then all of the recipes moving forward through the end of the year. And the story behind this is kind of interesting in that I wrote a cookbook with Random House nearly 10 years ago. It's crazy that it's been that long, but I went through the traditional publishing process, which is long. You spend almost a year pitching the book, hopefully you sell the book, and then it takes another two years before that book is actually made. And for the past couple of years, I've kind of felt the itch to do another book, but honestly, honestly, it wasn't the greatest experience. It was really challenging. Um, I didn't feel like I had a ton of creative control. I felt like by the time the book was published, I had changed as a cook, as I changed as a mother, and the things that were exciting me then weren't the things that were exciting me when I had written the book. And so I just didn't love the process, and honestly, I was having a hard time getting excited about it. And that is where this whole idea for Recipe Club came from. 
is I thought, well, I either want to write another cookbook. I want to find another way to get people recipes that are really good recipes that go beyond casually sharing something on Instagram or maybe sharing a recipe that I wrote a couple of years ago that I've already shared before. And so that's where Recipe Club came from. And that's why I developed this. It's almost like a digital cookbook. But the thing that got me so excited about it was I thought, well, I can really just ask them what they want from me. And then those are the recipes I can create. It makes so much more sense. We're so conditioned to receive information digitally nowadays anyways, that I didn't feel like it was as big of a stretch to really deliver great stellar recipe content in this way. And that's how this project was born. So I've spent, you know, the past four or five months rolling this out. It's been really great. I would consider it a success, but I find myself wanting to add more and more value to Recipe Club. How can I thank those who have joined Recipe Club and make the product even better for those who will join Recipe Club? And so I I'd like to say my grandma would say, I got to be in my bonnet this week about this, where I thought, what can I do to make this better? And so I've been planning May recipes, which will come out on May 1st. And I looked at the recipes, the five recipes that were most voted on, and I've been working on those. And I've decided to work backwards for the whole month, where as I share things on social media, primarily Instagram, because that's where I'm the most active, I really wanted to make an effort to share tips that specifically address the recipe club recipes. So as you are probably aware, reels are very popular on Instagram right now. And as a creator, you're motivated to create reels because that's really the only content that's being seen by your audience. So if you're going to go to the effort to create it, you want to make sure it's seen and that it's helpful to people. So my focus right now is doing a lot of these reels. And I thought, why don't I take each recipe club recipe and create at least three reels that are either a tip, technique, or tool to help the user, the home cook, execute that recipe. And so as I've been shooting the recipes, I've been shooting these three tips in addition and then creating these reels that will roll out in May. And I feel so excited about it. All of a sudden, it makes so much sense to me. And I I think that it's a way to, like I said, add value to those people who are cooking the recipe club recipes and enjoying it. And just kind of as a thank you, like, thank you for being here. Thank you for cooking these. And um, it's been a blast. So like today I did um, some reels about how to chop cilantro and how to cut a pineapple and one about what do you, what do, you do when you have two extra chicken breasts that you're not going to cook for a recipe, but you want to freeze them? What's the proper way to freeze them? So I feel like it's going to be a great way to really address some of those common questions or situations that you may find yourself in as someone who's cooking regularly throughout the week. So anyways, I'm excited about that. Keep an eye out for it in May. I think it's going to be a really fun way to naturally talk about Recipe Club and like I said, really reach those Recipe Club members. The other thing that I'm excited about for next month is I'm going to start offering an opportunity for anyone in Recipe Club to jump on a texting chain. So there's some really cool platforms now where, I don't know about you guys, but my inbox is so overwhelming to me and I don't love email, but I'm far more responsive to text. And so for anyone who would like to, they can sign up to receive a weekly reminder from me about a Recipe Club recipe. What are you cooking this week? Have you thought about your meal plan? 
here's an idea for you. Here's a short shopping list. Here's a quick video if you want to watch how to make it and so forth. And so that's going to roll out in May as well. And once again, just adding more value to those people who are supporting me. And in turn, I hope I'm supporting you as you try and get dinner on the table. Because it's no shock to any of you that at the end of the day, what's most important to me is that we are getting to the table. I want to help you come up with ideas of what to make to serve your family. But ultimately, I don't care what you serve your family. You could serve cold pizza or cold cereal. What's most important is that you gather with those people every single day. So anything I can do to ease that burden, because let's be honest, it's really hard to do. Even as someone who's considered a professional in this industry, it is hard. It is so hard. And that is why I created Recipe Club. And that is why I do what I do. Clearly, I'm excited about it. Let's get into a couple of ideas for your meal plan this week. So first up, I want to talk about um, something that has recently become a hit at our house, which just kind of makes me giggle. My kids really haven't grown up with ramen noodles. Now, top ramen, ramen noodles, that was something I had a lot as a kid. And I have got a lot of, I mean, maybe I didn't have it a lot, but I have a lot of childhood memories. And then one of the first things I did in my career was I had this college cooking show, Kelsey's Kitchen. And I would, it was a college cooking show where I would make fast, fun, and affordable meals for college students. And I had a couple of episodes where they were literally called ramen recipes because it's one of the cheapest things to buy at the grocery store. And it's this kind of, you know, quirky ingredient. And believe it or not, the first recipe I am recommending this week is one that uses ramen noodles. Now, if you want to go to the Asian market and get fancy, schmancy, authentic Asian noodles, knock yourself out. This is one of those pantry staples that's pretty great to have on hand. And my kids like to call them curly noodles. Like I said, they're new. We haven't really had them a lot, but I ended up buying them because we were sick, hence my voice. For me, as a child, I would always have ramen, top ramen, when I was sick. And so I had bought some, and my kids just thought curly noodles are the greatest. So this recipe I want to share is called Honey Ginger Stir Fry Noodle Bowl. And it is a recipe from April Recipe Club, and it is so good. What I love about it is it comes together so quickly, partially because you're using the ramen noodles that cook in merely, not even minutes, I'm convinced, I swear those noodles cook in seconds, because you don't want to overcook them, that's the one thing. But nearly everything else in this recipe comes from your pantry. I'm talking soy sauce, honey, rice vinegar, some creamy peanut butter, chili garlic sauce, some frozen garlic, just really, really great, and then stir-fry vegetables. And I tested this recipe with two different types of stir-fry vegetables, frozen stir-fry vegetables, and Trader Joe's sells a stir-fry vegetable, almost like a kit in the produce section. It's like $3.99, and it's awesome, and I tested it with that as well. I like to add some cashews or some sesame seeds on top, and if I've got them, some scallions. It comes together so quickly, And if you've got picky kids like I do, you can kind of deconstruct it where you do the raw veggies separately, you do your curly noodles in a separate bowl. And then if you want to add a protein, by all means, you could use some shredded, add some shredded chicken in here, some, you know, thinly sliced beef. You could do whatever you wanted. You could even do a ground beef in here and it would be really good. Um, But that is the first recipe. And if you're not a member of Recipe Club, I also wanted to suggest another favorite that uses ramen noodles. On my website, Thai Coconut Ramen. It's another really good one, amazing flavors, really utilizes pantry staples. This is one that we made so often 
a couple years ago that my husband had to be like, Kelsey, we need a break from the Thai coconut ramen. We need a break. So anyways, that's another great one to take a look at. And if you're not in the habit of buying ramen noodles, maybe pick some up this week in your grocery order. Um, they've been a hit around here. All right, second is another very pantry-friendly recipe, this creamy spinach artichoke pantry pasta. So I love this recipe and initially created it specifically for people who were asking for pantry recipes. Let's talk about some of the pantry staples it incorporates. And I gotta be honest, the real inspiration for this was spinach artichoke dip. I love a spinach artichoke dip. I would eat that all day long. You can use fresh or frozen spinach. I keep frozen spinach in my freezer all the time. And then I always have a can of artichoke hearts. I really like that briny flavor. I don't find it to be too strong that like my kids find it off-putting, but I love it. I love the texture. And then sun-dried tomatoes, which are another like huge flavor enhancer. I have kind of re-fallen in love with sun-dried tomatoes this past year. For a long time, they kind of reminded me of like an ingredient from the 90s or the early 2000s for some reason. But man, they are good. They are so good. And those three ingredients together with a little bit of Parmesan cheese and some pasta, some lemon juice, garlic, makes for a really nice kind of skillet pasta dish. So check that one out. That one's on my website. And then last but not least, I have some skillet skirt steak fajitas. This is another recipe you'd find on my website. It's so simple. I love it because it incorporates some bell peppers, some flour tortillas. You can use flank or skirt steak. Those are the cuts of steak that I most recommend for fajitas, but you could also do this with chicken. And honestly, I have started buying Taco Bell sells a taco seasoning at the grocery store, and it is pretty darn good. And all I'm going to say is if buying the Taco Bell seasoning is going to make it so that you are more likely to cook dinner at home rather than actually going to Taco Bell, I'm all in favor of it. I'm just here to say I bought it once and I have returned as a customer to the Taco Bell taco seasoning. It's pretty darn good. Sometimes I'll also add it to like um, a can of black beans or pinto beans as a side when we're doing um, like taco night. It's pretty darn good. This recipe could not be more simple. And if you don't want to make it in a skillet, you could also do it in a sheet pan. And it translates really simple for that as well. All right, you guys, there are three ideas. You've got your honey ginger stir fry noodle bowl. You have your creamy spinach artichoke pantry pasta. And then those skillet skirt steak fajitas. Since I am losing my voice, we're going to keep the back half of the podcast a little shorter than usual today. And I just want to leave you with three tips that are making dinner easier for me right now. Three things that you maybe don't hear all the time that I am finding really helpful. So first, I want to talk about this idea of having a set dinner time. So what motivated me to start thinking about this was we are in the thick of baseball season. I have a 10-year-old son almost 10, um, who's got multiple games a week. And I am now in the chapter of life where you feel frustrated about do we eat dinner at four o'clock or nine o'clock? And it can be really, it's just one more thing to make dinner complicated. And so what I decided was that we have dinner at 5.30 every single night. Whoever is in this house at 5.30 gets to eat dinner at 5.30. And if you are not home at 5.30, then you get it when you get home. And so I have set a timer in my phone at five o'clock to remind me, now it's time to start making dinner. And I set the table 
for everyone in the family, whether and my husband's a coach. So when my, hus- when my son is gone for baseball, usually my husband's gone as well. And so if they're gone, I'm still going to make dinner and I'm going to eat it along with my girls. And then when the boys get home, the table's already set and dinner's on the stove. And I make an effort to pop down and to spend time with them, but I'm usually in the middle of bedtime for the girls. But having a set dinner time that we stick to, to the extent that there is a reminder in my phone, an alarm that literally goes off, has really simplified the dinner process for me right now, and I'm loving it. So I wanted to pass that tip along. And that may work you know, in a certain chapter of your life and be irrelevant in another chapter of your life. But for me right now, that is making things easier. All right, the next one, number two. Ask yourself, what's for dinner at breakfast? So you know I'm a huge proponent of a meal plan. And I'd love to think that all of you are making a weekly meal plan. But I know you're not. And that's okay. Because you are real people and you have real lives. And it is a tough muscle to build when it comes to regularly meal planning. So if you find yourself not meal planning every week... One thing you can do is ask yourself at breakfast, the first part of the day, what are we making for dinner tonight? And I find that by giving myself a heads up, whether or not I've created a meal plan or not, if I think about it at breakfast, then I may remember that, oh, I need to pick up that one extra ingredient or, oh, I need to pull out that chicken to thaw it in the refrigerator today. And it just makes me feel like I'm a little bit more in control of my day or I don't have anything to make for dinner tonight. So I am deciding right now that we are grabbing pizza. And I'm not going to stress about it for the rest of the day because I just decided that's what we're doing. So ask yourself what's for dinner, dot, 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 at breakfast. Side note, sometimes when you don't know what to make for dinner, breakfast for dinner is always the answer. I know that might be a little too on the nose, but we love breakfast for dinner. I almost always have everything to make it, and that is such a good last-minute meal for us. Okay, number three. I want you to intentionally take a night off of cooking dinner this week. That could look a couple of different ways, depending on your circumstance in life right now. That could be assigning your spouse, partner, a teenager to a night to be in charge of dinner. So you could say to your spouse, hey, I need you to take care of dinner on Wednesday. I don't care what you make. I don't care if it's home cooked. I don't care if you pick it up, but I can't think about dinner on Wednesday. I'm taking the night off. Or maybe you don't have anyone in your household to do that. And maybe you just decide, you know what? I'm not cooking on Wednesday. We're going to go pick up our favorite, you know, drive-through chicken at Cane's or Chick-fil-A or whatever. I'm just giving myself an extra break this week. I don't believe in cooking on Fridays anyways, But I want you to not cook on Friday and also not cook on one more night. And I want you to kind of just relieve yourself of that. I think that as we near the end of the school year, things really start to get busy. And I think it's important to practice giving ourselves a break. And if we're going to give ourselves a break, if we're not going to cook dinner, you might as well decide that earlier on than later. Because there's nothing worse about stressing about dinner all day and then still not making dinner. So I want you just to give your permission, yourself permission right now to not make dinner once this week. And ideally, you're going to ask somebody else in your household to do it. But if not, you'll find another way to take a break. All right, so those are my three tips. Set a timer 
for a set dinner time, regardless of what's going on in your family life, ask yourself what's for dinner at breakfast and intentionally take an extra night off this week of making dinner. That's it for today. Thank you for being patient with my voice as I'm losing it. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I cannot wait to chat with you next week. Remember, you can rate and review this podcast. It really helps people who are looking for dinner ideas. It means so much to me. And hey, don't forget, we'd love to have you in Recipe Club. I am constantly working to improve the program and to make it more helpful to people who are trying to look for dinner ideas. And we'd love to have you in there. Or you can join Family Meal Makeover if you're looking for some step-by-step guidance in organizing and outfitting your kitchen top to bottom. All right, you guys, we'll catch you next week. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursion? Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.